All right, folks, welcome back here on Trainwreck tonight, 315. We have a first-timer, and we got a long-timer, so let's go in that order. First from cover one and much more, Thomas Laws. Thomas, thanks for joining us tonight, sir. How we do it? Man, that, that intro is a banger. I love it. I was just be, I was bebopping by, uh, backstage. That was fun. With all due respect to the Tanner family, it reminds me of Full House, and we've got that tonight. Let's bring in our, our Uncle Jesse. And that's just not because he's the best-looking guy. It's because he's also the most <laughs> musically talented. Jay Spence, how are we doing tonight, sir? <laughs> What's up, Maniac? How's it going, man? It's been a while. Not much. It has been a minute. Appreciate you coming on tonight. Train wreck tonight. And going into tonight, I thought the story was still what happened three and a half days ago, that we could still talk about this game and still really get into it. But this is a signing that kind of changes things, and there's been some rumbles, some ripples in the waters. So let's get it going. First off, Lombardi Lenny is a Buffalo Bill. I know it's only a practice squad signing, et cetera, et cetera, for now. But talk to me one to ten on the overall factor. Where do you think Bills Mafia should be on this signing? You know, is this somebody, you know, who could take the, you know, the 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 reins from Latavius, his role down the stretch? Or is this something that's just merely a precautionary signing? Uh Tom, let's start with you, my bad. Sorry. Uh, so I saw a, st a stat today that Latavius Murray inside the one yard line is 0 for 4 when it comes for getting in the end zone. I I would assume that probably has something to do with this signing. I know they've had interest in getting him in house before. At the end of the day, Brandon Bean has said he will do anything as long as it makes the team better. And the guy has pedigree. He has experience. He's been in the Super Bowl. Bringing in a guy that knows what it's like to be there is always a helpful hand. And just at the end of the day, you know they're doing whatever they can to try to keep Josh Allen from getting hurt. We've already seen the shoulder injury. He winced and, you know, when he kind of went down the past game. I think it's a fine move. Um, is it going to move the needle for a lot of Bills fans? Maybe by namesake. I don't know how much he has left. In 2021, he was good. 2022, he was not as good. So we'll see. Time will tell. He's going to start his practice squad. But with Damian Harris having his injury and being what he is, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him sooner than later. Jay Spence, yeah, where are you at? 100%. 1 to 10 on this barometer? No, I, I agree 100% with everything that Thomas said. I'm, for me personally, I'm around like a 7 or 8. And not because I think he, this, he's not going to come in and be a world changer for us. He's not going to uh, you know, be a better back than James Cook. But um, last season, he wasn't, like Thomas said, he wasn't a game changer at all. But he did have nearly 1,200 all-purpose yards. And he had a, a career-high 523 receiving yards and six touchdowns last season. So he still can produce. He still can bring something to the table. And when you're talking about a, a run game that for the first time since Josh Allen was the, you know, since he's been our quarterback, we haven't had a run game that's really supported him. This year, we saw that, or we have that. So with Damian Harris going out, you want you want somebody that can punch the ball in on the goal line. Like Thomas mentioned, that 0 for 4 stat is very ugly when it comes to keeping your job. So I don't I don't think that this is just a practice squad thing. I think that we we got him in the building. You know, we, we're getting him up, caught up to speed. But as soon as he's up to speed, I think we'll see him uh, active on on game day. It's funny. It's funny to bring in a guy who's literally you know claim to fame the last half decade, even though he had a great start to his career, even under Doug Marone and co at the Jaguars is being that playoff Lenny is being that guy in the playoffs and the bills could eventually need that. So it'd be very interesting to see. I like Jay Spence. I like you're at a seven or eight there. Cause I, it's funny. Like, you know, Christian Kirksey, for example, comes on the practice squad. People are like, you know, this could be a guy taken over in three to four weeks. Could be bringing him into the system, getting ready, things like that ends up not even, you know, kind of 
breaking the sphere, so to speak. No, and I say that with respect to him. He could be a guy who always eventually mm -hmm. comes back. You never know with a McDermott team, especially. Sure. But ends up retiring, things like that. So it's just very interesting to see when a practice squad because it really could go a multitude of ways. And speaking of going a multitude of ways, but always giving you the cream of the crop, always giving you the best of the best. You know it's your man. You know it's your legend. You know it's your role model, Mookie Hawkins. <laughs> Mookstar, we're talking Lombardi Lenny because we know Bill's Mafia gets carried away. We know they love to do that. It's, it's our calling card. On a scale of one to ten, how excited should Bill's Mafia be about this Lombardi Lenning signing to the uh, to the PS? I'll say a six. Be excited. I mean, because I mean, only thing I got to say about this is how much pressure do it puts Dorsey into run the ball more. I mean, you bring in these guys, it's great to bring in Lombardi Lenning. It's great to have Latavius Murray. It's great to have James Cook. Hell, mm -hmm. it would have been nice to even have Saquon Barkley or Derrick Henry. But when you bring in those type of guys, what's your plan for them? You know, I mean, you can't bring a guy in like Saquon Barkley and think he's going to have 14 touches a game. That's just not going to run. So your offense has to change with a back like that, you know. So it's good to talk about it. It's good to be mentioned in the hunt and the race. But realistically, do we see Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley, you know, coming here with – the rate of touches that a running back is getting. So Lenny, again, 6'1", 6'2", 230. You got Latavius Murdy, 6'3", 230. There's no reason for us not to be running the ball on second and two, third and one. Even in the goal line, we should not be in shotgun. So if we're just so asphyxiated on passing the ball, that's why I got a rate at a six right now until the Bills can invest or commit to having some balance. Then that number will go up. But right now, I got it at a six. Good. To I have like. Him. I like it at a six. I think that's a pretty good reason to get hyped up for Bills Mafia about uh, playoff Lenny Lombardi Lenny, whatever you want to call him. Just don't call him anything but a Buffalo Bill. And speaking of becoming a Buffalo Bill, there's there's a little there's a little rumblings going on, and I'm not talking about Buffalo rumblings over there with Jay Spence and their <laughs> Buffalo podcasts all week long every day. I am talking about the ripplings in the water. I am talking about Nadama Kung Su potentially to the Buffalo Bills. The first guy I saw to tweet it, and this is not like he, he doesn't even want to be called the source, CJ Caggiano. This guy is in the know. I don't know what's going on. He's got somebody in the building. He's been in the know about schedules before. He's been in the know about personnel before. He's been in the know about status of personnel before. He tweeted out that, you know, Nadama Kung Su could be a name. Uh, so I'm giving my credit to him. I don't know what you guys have seen on the sphere. I don't know what you've heard, Mookie. I don't know what either of you guys have heard, Thomas or, or Jay Spence, with your sources. But what do you think the likelihood is that this comes to fruition? And what would your potential excitement level be about a move like that? Uh, Mookie, why don't you start us off? We'll go around the horn to Spence and then Thomas. Well, um, this is where the bills are financially. You know, they you, you, you got to go to... Uh, I guess Target or, or, or Walmart to get you one of those uh, seasoned veterans, the guys that know what a playoff push is all about, um, you know, tendencies and things like that. So they have to go in and grab any diamond can sue. I would, I would, I would entertain bringing him in. I mean, start against the run. Um, and then again, the, the knowledge and you pairing him with, you know, once uh, Vaughn Miller and those guys get healthy and ready to go, what could that look like, you know, come postseason? So 
they have to, you know, bring some guys in. What they have on this roster right now with the injuries is just not enough for them to, you know, compete. Losing to the New England Patriots for crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? So something has to be done. You can't look at losing the New England Patriots and thinking we're going to what the same token with the same roster. So, yeah, uh, look for the Bills to go shopping a little bit uh, in that regard, you know, pulling them, you know, basically off the streets. Maybe, you know, a, a trade. It could be a splash trade, but it depends on if the Bills want to give up a a, a second-round pick for the most part. They're going to have to yeah, pay and, play. And I'm agreeing with Mookie there. The only thing that I'll add to it is, you know, he mentioned losing to the Patriots, but it's also you lose to the Patriots, you're giving up big runs against the Jaguars, you're giving up big runs against, you know, pretty much it seems like every single week. I get it, Saquon Barkley is Saquon, but it's still the Giants. It shouldn't have been a game come close and the best thing that they had was their run game so right now you know you, you look at a team without daquan jones and and you see a leak on that defensive line i i would like you know i wouldn't be doing backflips but it would be absolutely something that i'd welcome as far as seeing a dominican sue in a buffalo bills uniform for a few reasons you know him plugging up that hole but then also like mookie talked about you know there's certain guys that you're going to bring into this roster to have experience and and it almost becomes cliche now at this point where you're like, yeah, but those championship caliber guys, they got that experience. But I don't think it's cliche. -ish. I think when you have a team that's really trying to get over that hump and you have guys that, you know, we haven't we haven't quite gotten there yet. So so having Von Miller late in January and having if and Sue is here, having those type of guys who can encourage Josh in those games where last year against Cincinnati, you just had Steph. And I'm not saying it was a bad thing, but you just had Steph looking at him like, come on, dude, you, uh, you need know, that championship guy. <laughs> we didn't have anyone in the trenches in that Cincinnati game who was ready no. to get their hands dirty. You know who, you know, who really, you know, who really used to get their hands dirty for us. Jerry Hughes, Jerry Hughes, senior He did. really used to get our his hands dirty. And you know, who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. The Dama Kong suit, Thomas, where are you? Where are you? Where are you laying in on this? You, uh, ironically enough, you kind of took some of my thunder, but it's okay. I I like what Mookie and I like what Spence said. I think a guy like him is, you know, it's one of those moves that you need to do at this time of year. Reality is, one, Mookie pointed it out, you're not going to find a lot available. It's just not, it doesn't happen. Guys aren't just on the streets that are, pro, you know, pro ball players. Well, and Dominican Sue at one point was the best defensive tackle in the game. Is he now? Probably not. But I guarantee you 90%, 80%, 70% Dominican Sue is better than a lot of what we have and probably a lot better than Jordan Phillips right now who got kind of pushed around the other day. So if you want to talk about a signing that's going to help the team, especially with how depleted we've been, I mean, God willing, if Puna Ford goes down, we're in a lot of trouble. So having a guy like Dominican Sue to clean things up is big. And then like what you were saying, Zach, I think – when it comes to that Bengals game, the big talking point is we didn't show up. There was no tenacity. There was no grit. You know, go blue collar Buffalo stuff. There was none of that where the guy was kind of getting in there and causing havoc. Having a guy like Indomitian Sue who has a bit of a dirty side, like it or not, a guy that has been known to kind of piss people off sometimes, that's what you want. You want a guy that's going to set the edge and kind of maybe bring out the worst and those guys to be honest with you are guys you want because you know what you want to do that's going to get in the head of offensive linemen get in the head of the other players because when you do that you set you get them out of their game and that's when you win football games so and i've heard mookie say it before the where you win the game is in the trenches offensive line defensive line you want to win get guys like that in the game
Seriously, I would be all for a Damakung Su. I will say I looked up his restaurant from the show Ballers Sukasa. It wasn't even real. So I was going to do something about that, but I can't. I'm sure Brother Bill was already looking it up. Speaking of looking it up, people are looking up all kinds of ways that Bean can, you know, make some moves, something before tomorrow. CB seems to be a position that a lot of people want to target. Uh, let's go uh, reverse order here then. Let's go Tom, Jay Spence, and Mookie. If you could, if you were Brandon Bean for the next what? 23.1 hours, 22.1 hours or whatnot. What move would you make if you could make one move on the books? Uh, Tom, tee us off here. If I'm, if I'm Brandon Bean, I'm going to get in DeAndre Hopkins for $1.5 million. You want to win? Get as many weapons out there. I mean, people tell me, oh, we look what it did last week. It, we did good. Yeah, cool. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best in the game. He just showed it with a rookie in Will Levis. You had him opposite of Stephon Diggs. Now you have Gabe Davis as your four. Dalton Kincaid can run in the slot or really anywhere. I mean, you can get so many configurations. You can get super creative. It just it it then poses so many issues for defensive coordinators. You want to talk about Lou Anarumo, who's so good at you know shutting down an offense. Try shutting down Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir, Dalton Kincaid. Knox comes back. James Cook in the backfield. I'm sorry, that's a nasty def- or a nasty offense that teams are going to struggle to try to figure out who to defend. If you want to win, and it's proven over and over again, you got to score points. That's the way to do it. Yeah. All right, Jay Spence Bean, what do you got? Well, I'm going to piggyback off of, off of what Thomas said. I'm not going to go with DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm going to have the same idea. I'm going to say um, we've been talking about it, I want to say, for a season and a half now. Go and get Jerry Judy. You know what I'm saying? Denver, they, they don't look good. They're they're. I know they just won, but they don't look good for the season, and I don't think that they're going to improve at any point. They're just going to say, oh, no, we need to keep Jerry for our Super Bowl run. No, go get Jerry Judy on the Buffalo Bills roster. Exactly the same conversation that Thomas just had about DHOP, except switch the names. How how are you going to stop two of the best uh, route runners in the league when you put Jerry Judy and Stefan Diggs together? And then if we're able to maintain a Gabriel Davis in without having to t- send him out uh, for that trade, let him stretch the field. And Kincaid, I think I, I know Thomas just mentioned Knox. I, I, I kind of think the team almost looks at this injury as like, we didn't want to bench Knox, so this is kind of coming at the right time. I, I just don't feel like Knox has, has been the guy that, even before the injury, he hasn't been a consistent guy that's been making the plays that they wanted him to make. And I think for two weeks in a row now, I think you've seen something out of Dalton Kincaid that lets me know that I think that the team is comfortable with moving forward in a certain way. We'll need a bigger sample size, but go get me a wide receiver, pick up Endomic and Sue, and I like what they're doing with the running back, and let's make it happen. All right, Mookie, what do you got? Well, I, I you know, I, I love both guys, uh, you know, pieces on DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I, I think Tennessee kind of did that on purpose just to see what would it look like or could they keep this up or whatever the case may be or up to any. Like, okay, if y'all want DeAndre Hopkins now, the price of the brick just went up a little bit. You see what he was able to do. Uh, so... We want a second round pick for him, and that's where you probably see DeAndre Hopkins not be traded, because that's where they're not going to tell you on why the deal wasn't done. Um, but if I was a Bills, I would, I would, I would give up a second for DeAndre Hopkins. It's not going to be a guy in next year's draft class that's going to be better than DeAndre Hopkins. 
at receiver. So I will go ahead and do that. Like 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 Thomas says, we you gotta put a trigger on winning the Super Bowl now. What is your recipe? It's cool to go get Leonard Fournette. It's cool to go get Adamican Sue. But who are we going to help in this offense? Obviously, this offense still needs some help. So I, I agree with Thomas on uh, on that move, but it may cost the Bills a little. It's a little pricey now because of uh, the day he had yesterday. Um, Jerry Judy is another guy. Uh, but if we're going to go get Jerry Judy, what are we going to do with Deontay Hardy? They, they can't find a way to get Hardy on the field or get the ball in his hands. So, you know, then you got to pay Jerry Judy at the end of this year, right? So and I love the, all And the that. dilemma for Bean going into this period has to be, yeah, all those guys sound great, but I'm also coming off a game where we probably had our most balanced passing attack all year, right? I mean, do I really want to disrupt that potential flow we're finding? Right, for the most part. Um, so, I mean, the, the biggest eyesore that they we haven't addressed is linebacker. And, um, you know, with – Kyer Elam being a healthy scratch. Um, hey, that's every indication that this guy is definitely being shot. So um, I'm quite sure that, you know, if this is the one Bill's move segment, one Bill that probably will be on the move uh, will be a Kyer Elam. But who will it be? Will, will, will you trade him to another team for another corner? You know, like, I mean, I, how does that sound? Training a corner for another corner. I saw I saw a Wallace Wallace for Elam speculation earlier today. I did see that. Now I don't mind bringing Levi back because here's a guy that knows your scheme in and out. So I wouldn't mind something of that magnitude, but I think we can get a little bit more. I, I think Kyrie. if that happens, this is what I would see happening. You get Kyrie Elam shipped out for like I hate to say this because again I like Elam the person and I and I like at the end of last year this looked like a guy who was really going to flourish in a potential McDermott mm -hmm. system. I mean, maybe like a fourth round pick, like if you're lucky from a team, I guess. And then you go and you ship like a sixth round pick conditional for Levi Wallace or something. And you look at it like you kind of upgraded that in the crazy GM minds of the NFL. You don't have to swap. You don't have to swap Kyrie Elam for Levi Wallace. You can give up just to send a six round pick or a seven yeah. round pick for, for Levi. But if we're shopping them. I would try to make a big splash if I'm going to do that. Now, let's let's keep in mind, Kyrie Elam is the number one, is a first-round pick. So we just can't shit on that status like oh, we're just trying to get rid of him. Then what are we doing then? What are we doing? If they just give them, for, give them away for peanuts, then it's like, well, damn, y'all just not valuing the first-round pick. You could have had Brees Hall if you knew that Christian Benford was going to be this damn good. And we won't be worried about Leonard Fournette and, and everybody else. At this point, so that don't do that. You don't want to do that. But if we're gonna have that type of asset, go and get you a linebacker. Go get Levante David for Tampa Bay. He's on a one-year deal, right? It's a little bit money left in that. And he's Stop also that way. and he's also an individual who has a first name as a last name and a last name as a first name. So you know <laughs> that he is a dangerous individual. <laughs> Speaking of dangerous individuals, we are going to go lightning round with this panel right now. We're going to ask them what are the more important factors of a potential position group or matchups going in for a potential Bills Super Bowl run on the other side of this message from our sponsor, Outlet Liquor. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? All righty, folks. Remember the place to buy a case outlet liquor all 
fall your place to buy a case. All right, let's get into it, gents. Let's go Thomas, Jay Spence, and Mookie. Oh, my God, my screen just magnified by a trillion right there. Uh, For a potential Bills Lombardi run, the Bills currently sit about sixth or seventh in Super Bowl odds right now, right around plus 1,100, plus 1,300, depending on where you look in some spots. Uh, But obviously still prime position for a Lombardi run. So with that said, Thomas, you kick us off here for a Lombardi run. What is it more crucial? If what what player would the Bills rather have playing at the top of their output, James Cook or Khalil Shakir? That's a tough one because I mean we've seen when James Cook is on, it provides Josh so much comfort, so much peace of mind. The running game establishes the play action um, and kind of back and forth. But man, Khalil Shakir was what he did this past game and what he was able to open up was undeniable. But I, I got to say James Cook. I mean, when James Cook is going, his ability not only to break one loose, but just control the tempo of the game. I mean, when you get to later parts in the year, I mean, we know Buffalo. We know how weather gets. We saw the Bengals game last year. There's a lot of times these games are going to be playing in the Northeast, and the weather is awful, generally speaking. So if you can't establish a run game, you might as well just not even show up because your game is going to be predicated on at least trying to determine or try to circumnavigate, you know, positioning on the field. I don't want to stretch it out. Are both you boys on the same page? I see the nods. It's almost like you're signing on. Yeah. hundred percent. Because to me, Oh, I'm sorry. Was it moving? No, me? I'm, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead, James. Uh, Jay. Yeah. For me, it is a hundred percent cooked because of uh, the, the point that Thomas brought up about the play action pass. Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL on play action passes. I mean, and it's not close. He has a perfect uh, quarterback rating. He's almost, he basically has like zero incompletions. If he has like two, that might be it for the year. He's just phenomenally dangerous in the play action game. So when James Cook is cooking, then um, that means Josh is cooking and he's he, he's a chef of epic proportions when James Cook is, is involved. But to his point, when Shakir plays the way he did, you know, this past week or last Thursday, I should say, look, it's almost reminiscent of how the offense looked when we had Cole Beasley. He's not as good as Cole Beasley. I won't, I don't want to go out and say that, but he, when he was playing that well, then it opened it up for everybody. Like everybody was eating last Thursday. So, so that's how you want it to be when you have somebody playing that slot position. Well, but I got to go James Cook here. I have to. Okay. Um, when Mookie returns, we will go, uh, or if, is he still here? Oh, he's still here. Let's go Mookie. Anything to add? I know you were not, I know you were chiming along. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Uh, you got it for Lombardi run. You got to be able to run the ball and that's something the bills have struggled with, um, you know, and later in the season, you know, uh, here it is in the divisional playoff game. We're in the empty in the snow. So you got to be able to run the ball. You, you look at how. Um, Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes threw for 187 yards in that game. It was the legs of Pacheco in the running game that was able to stymie New um and Philly, and they were able to use that against them inside the red zone. So you got to be able to run the football, you know. Period. And James Cook, you know, he's more dynamic than Shakur because he can run the football, and you can spread them out as a wide receiver. So um, yeah, that's a no-brainer right there. For the Lombardi run, definitely you want Cook to be having more touches, and you'll you'll see more production out of that. Not the only, Shakur, the, only but... the only thing, and I don't think it is an act of Shakir because I think, and when any Bills fan thinks about a good James Cook game, it was basically in a blowout. 
Then I think about this past Thursday, like you guys mentioned, though. All I got to say is similar to what Thomas was saying. When Josh was like kind of just finding Shakir on those quarters, Shakir was making people miss along the sideline. He also got open on that one play when Josh got kind of off script, which is absolutely what we're looking for at that third receiver there. It just felt like that Bill's offense was unbeatable. So I think it is a question to ask, but yeah, I think ultimately Cook is the call there. Uh, let's go reverse order here. Mookie, Jay Spence, and then Thomas. Uh, for a Lombardi run, we need more out of the D-line or the CBs who are kind of beaten down right now. Uh, uh, Mookie, kick us off here. Hey, that's easy. That's D-line. You know, the game, you know, starts up front, starts up in the trenches. It's one up front. So, um, you know, they got to improve the D-line situation, obviously. Uh, losing Daquan Jones with that pack is a big blow, um, you know, and a healthy Ed Oliver is a bad you-know-what. So uh, we got to keep him healthy. Puna Ford has been solid, you know, stepping into that role. Um, I haven't really seen uh, Tim Suttle flash in his last year, and, you know, this is probably reason being the Bills are having some uh, issues up front. Now, you could throw a Shaq Lawson in there. You could throw a Rousseau. Uh, Jordan Phillips have, has, you know, He's, he's been he's been solid as well, but you need a little bit more depth. And, you know, guys are getting nicked up with injuries. You got to be able to, you know, have that quality depth, especially up front. So corners, they play on the back end. As long as the defensive line is applying the pressure, then, you know, it allows the cornerbacks to play a little bit more freer. So I'm going D-line. Okay. Uh, Spence? Yeah, I'm going to agree because I also I also feel like the, the corners have a support system in place right now with, with having both Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde playing. Um, they're not playing at the level that they were playing three years ago or two years ago when they both were all pros, but they're playing at a level right now that I feel like, you know, is maybe a little underappreciated by the Buffalo fan base. I think what Jordan's doing um, when he's kind of playing this hybrid linebacker role as well as the safety position. And then Micah does the same thing, really, depending on the play, they flip him and, and both guys are playing the same thing. So I think we're getting a little bit of an underappreciation by the fan base, but uh, they're doing a great job in supporting that. So if this uh, defensive line can can do their job and and look like they looked when they had Daquan Jones, and, and I, that's a tough ask. He was playing at like an all-pro level. I don't think many people realize just how amazing – I know Cover One does a great job at making sure uh, their listeners get to, to hear and see how well he does. Daquan Jones was playing at an all-pro level. I mean, like this dude was playing lights out. PFF, it doesn't matter what grade you look at. PFF, Bruce can make his own grade like he does with Stu. It doesn't matter. Daquan Jones was at the top of the list there. So uh, it's going to be tough to duplicate that. But if the defensive line can be anything close to that, if we can get Vaughn to look like Vaughn towards the end of the season, and you know, if we do get whoever, and Dominican Sue or whoever, if we can kind of plug up that hole that we were talking about with the run defense, man, I think I think the Buffalo Bills can still make a lot of noise. We're still second in the division. We're still only a game out of the conference. It's, so it's not like we're just like, it's not like the season's over. We still can make a run. It's just concerning when you lose to the Patriots, but we're still in a good place. Yeah, I got to agree with Mookie and Spence. I mean, if you look, Brandon Bean tells you exactly how he feels about it. Look at the investments, the asset management on the defensive line alone. In regards to that, in comparison to the cornerback group, it's not even, I mean, it's night and day. You spent tons of money on Von Miller. You brought in Greg Rousseau, probably going to get a massive contract soon. They've held on to AJ Epinesa because they know what he's going to be. Daquan Jones probably should get an extension. And like Spence was saying, was playing at an all-pro level. I mentioned earlier today, I think the biggest loss between Milano, Trey White, and Daquan Jones, I think Daquan was 
the most pivotal loss because of what he did and what he was able to do on a game in game out basis. And just in general, if you look at this defensive line, the biggest games of the year are one in the trenches. Look at what Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd did. They won the Super Bowl for the Rams. Look at what the Tampa Bay Bucks did. They were able to stop Patrick Mahomes because of that defensive line. And Brandon Bean has said time and time again that he's going to find ways to get better. He duplicates, he replicates, and he tries to be the same or better than other teams. He's done it time and again, and he'll continue to do it. If this defensive line can be productive like it has been, you're going to win those Bengals games. You're going to win those Chiefs games. And quite frankly, had we had a better pass rush, 13 seconds never happens. But the problem is we just couldn't get home to Patrick Mahomes, and he created so many off-platform, off-script, scramble drill plays, which caused us to lose that game. So realistically, you got to get home, and that starts up front. I agree. I agree with what you guys said. Not to mention up front makes the CB's job that much easier. Hey, we got about eight to nine minutes left here in the script for the show. But hey, typically you leave the promo to the end. Let's get it out front. Let's get let's get 15 seconds from the boys. Let's start with Mookie and then go back around. Uh, what, what do you got going on? What are we plugging for this week? Um, hey, what are we probably we right now? Hey, Cincinnati time. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm pumping, baby. It's Cincinnati time back to the scene of the crime. Uh, you know, it's, it's, this is a true test right here. This is a true test to see how the Bills really contenders mid-season. Are we in mid-season form? So, you know, that's what I'm promoting. Bills getting the mid-season form Sunday night. Let's get it. Sunday morning, if you all are uh, paying attention when you wake up with your coffee or you do your wake and bake like I do, whatever you do, uh, tune in to the pregame rumbling show presented by DraftKings where I'll be interviewing DeMar Hamlin. As the Bills, you know, head back to Cincinnati, we're going to talk about last year. We're going to talk about this year, where the Bills are now. And he has a special uh, initiative going on with Abbott Technologies, where they're doing some special things for cardiac patients. So uh, be so, be sure to, to, to check that out. That's going to be live everywhere Buffalo Rumblings is. So you know where we are. Hit us up. And uh, you could find me uh, Thursdays, uh, seven o'clock. I don't even know what time I'm on anymore. Seven o'clock on Cover One's Sports Network, Buffalo Late Night. Uh, we'll be talking about all things about the upcoming matchup against the Bengals. Obviously, as Mookie said, this is a big time one. This is it's not only for all the marbles. I feel like man, there's so much conjecture about the first game with Tamar Hamlin. People thinking that the Bengals were gonna win the game against them, and and probably the worst showing the bills have had and granted they've had some pretty bad ones but uh we'll talk about all that we'll hear from banged up bills and all the injuries that we've kind of run into and what potential maybe free agency stuff we've seen i think the bills are going to rise to the occasion here uh in cincinnati just kicking off this talk obviously getting into next sunday but first and foremost we have a sunday morning game dolphins chiefs Boys, I don't even know what's going on. Who are we rooting for in this matchup? It seems like the Dolphins kind of have the upper edge in the division right now, but the more long-term goals would kind of imply we do want a Dolphins win. So who do you think the Bills Mafia should be rooting for and why? Uh, the Chiefs. Every time. Always. I think always so the as Chiefs. well. First off, I think we could beat the Chiefs. I, I really have, outside of Kelsey, and Kelsey is unbelievable, that, that Chiefs offense is mediocre at best and has really proven to not be as impressive as it could be. 
I don't want anything to do with the Dolphins. <laughs> like we played them very well, but history tells you that they will probably come back with a vengeance. And when it comes to late part of the year, I don't want to play them in Miami. I'd rather have them out of the way. I'd rather play the Chiefs later on. I'm with you 100. I think I think I can't even add anything to that. He said it perfectly. I'm not scared of the Chiefs like I used to be at some you know outside of Kelsey and outside of Mahomes. Now Mahomes in a one game scenario, Mahomes is Mahomes, so he could always turn. You know they can activate me on game day and he can make me look like a wide receiver in the NFL. But at the same time, I do have confidence in our secondary. I have confidence in um, the scheme that that Sean McDermott has put out this year. I think. You know, it's a far more aggressive scheme than what we've seen with Leslie Frazier. And we've had a good defense with Leslie Frazier. But I think with Sean McDermott, we're getting after the quarterback. We're we're making things happen. And like Thomas said, that 13 seconds doesn't happen if we're doing things differently. And I think this year we're doing things differently. So I'm not afraid of that. I know we beat the Dolphins in Buffalo. And I, I you know, I think I think we're I think we're still going to take the division. I'm not too scared or I'm not worried about that. But. That offense at any given point, man, you get Tariq Hill the ball, you get Jalen Water the ball, the run game, they're gonna the rookie's gonna come back off of IR soon. So I mean, they're just a dangerous offensive team. Come playoff time, where it's win or go home. I don't want to see those boys. And it doesn't mean I'm scared of them. I just understand in a one-game scenario, that type of explosive offense. Uh yeah, you 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 let them get kicked out round one, or or hopefully we just end up taking the division anyway and they don't even make it. I don't see that happening, but I don't want them anywhere near the playoffs. Um. Well, Dolphins are going to make the Dolphins going to make the playoffs, right? So, you know, the Bills really is technically a game out. The Bills, you know, as bad as we may bash the Bills and things of that nature, they are one game out of being a one seat right now. You got Kansas City, you got Dolphins, really tied at six and two with Jacksonville and and the Ravens. So, I'm thinking, how can we keep this thing close knit to the end, right? Gonna need Miami to beat Kansas City because how many teams are going to beat Kansas City on their schedule? You know, with the schedule that Kansas City got, how many teams are literally going to beat them? Nobody thought that they were going to lose to Denver Broncos. That's for sure. That's a bonus. So now we could get Miami to go into in, into Germany and knock them off. We knock off Kansas City. Now that's at least three. That's that's three L's they got to deal with. Well, no four. Excuse me, four. And, you know, we'll play Miami again. The, the last game of the season is going to boil down for the damn division anyway. So, hell, might as well throw a number one seed possibly into that. So, I'm going to root for the Dolphins this week. Why does it feel it like Mahomes, the, Mahomes yeah. has all his most important games at home? He's got the Bengals, Philly, and the Bills at home down the stretch. <laughs> I mean, you, any of those games at, at, on the road would be a big factor. But, hey, speaking of the road, let's get into a final five minutes here on Trainwreck tonight. Bills. Bengals, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Twenty seconds each, starting with Mookie around the horn. What do you think the biggest worry is for Bills Mafia in this matchup? Ooh, pressure on Burrow. Spence, you in on that? I'm. I'm just saying overall defense. I, I think we got ran over last year in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, just overall defense, pressure on the quarterback, and and actually covering those two number one wide receivers they have. Uh, Josh just playing within himself. If he continues on this offensive trajectory, you got to stay. You got, I mean, you got to go blow for blow. If, if Cincinnati's going to score, you got to continue going on that path. 
not reaching, not you don't want the Jets Josh to show up. You want the Dolphins Josh to show up. Seriously, <laughs> give me Dolphins Josh every day and twice on Sunday night. Uh, you know, I was watching the 49ers game yesterday, obviously, uh, taking a look at that and seeing where the Bengals were in the division, things like that, or in the conference. Joey B looked like he was back after that bye week. This guy was dipping, ducking, diving. He made one escape from pressure. I think I only watched it like three times, but I mean, my goodness. I, I mean, I'm just saying he like, I thought he was down three separate times, but he just rolls out then and completes a 15 yard pass or something over the middle. Uh, are you guys, where are you guys on a scale of zero to a hundred? Where do you think Joey B is feeling physically going into this matchup? I think he's all the way healthy, you know, just to, to you think he's a hundo. Yeah. Uh, the way he was able to, you know, get out of the pocket away from Bosa. Uh, I mean, he did some running with his legs, getting some first downs as well. So that's leading to our indications that he's not, you know, favoring anything. And, you know, right now he's just playing football at this point. So, uh, yeah, he's all the way back. Yeah, he's there. I, I got to see him a few weeks ago when he, uh, when the team made themselves available out here and um, they in Arizona, I'm talking when they came and played the Cardinals, that was the first game that I felt like Burrow started to look healthy. And then the bye week came at the perfect time for him. And I think he came out and showed like, hey, I'm back. I'm scrambling around. I can run. I'm not worried about, you know, the calf at all. Like, so, no, I, I think it's, um, you know, a scary season for, for his division, not for the Bills. I think the Bills got it, but I think it's a, it's a scary, a scary season for that division. Yeah, I, I mean, he looked he, 17 for 17, starting out something insane. I mean, he was dotting up the 49ers defense. I'd be less worried about if he's healthy and more worried about is, was that game for real or are the 49ers terrible? Um, I That's the only question I have in regards to that Bengals team is can they duplicate that performance against a, a better opponent? Because quite frankly, the 49ers have been a mess the past three weeks. 49ers have been a mess, and they didn't quite knock them out. The 49ers were kind of hanging in till the end there. I know they went. Bengals went on a drive to eventually win uh, by kind of a scrambled score there. Uh, but hey, let's get into it. I threw up this question because obviously we were, you know, partying the tailgates past week. People were just talking. If you could have any three celebrities, that you took, I wrote Buffalo Bills celebrities, etc. General Pop, Gen Pop. If you could have any three people at your tailgate, who would it be? Uh, anyone got any picks here? I'll let anyone kick it off here. I would probably say uh, Ryan Reynolds because I think he's hilarious. Danny DeVito, he just seems like an absolute, like a, a just a shit show all the time. Uh, and then my grandpa. I, I, my, I would love to tailgate with my grandpa again. That'd be fun. I like that. On that note, I'll go. I'll go with Will Ferrell, Jack Black, and uh, and The Rock because The Rock is is a former football player. He would have you. He as as he would have you know. And maybe I can network with him, similar to a dinner with Jay Z. <laughs> and that's where I was going. I'm going to say Jay-Z every time. So, yeah, it doesn't matter the scenario. It's always going to be whole for me. But, hey, gentlemen, I'm sorry about this, but I actually have to jump out. I have a VIP interview. I have to jump in. All you. good. All Ooh. good. Real quick, before we go, before we go, best Halloween candy, worst Halloween candy as you sign up here. We're all signing up. Candy corn is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Tommy, Mook, what do you got? I don't know. Uh... Bring Adam Sandler to my tailgate. I need Adam Sandler at my tailgate. Okay, Adam Sandler at your tailgate. Uh, I think Reese's. Um, and then whatever those like caramel things with the white in the middle that like come in the plastic wrap. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, those uh, are great. Yeah, those, those. That's not even a Halloween candy. That's every year. The sweet Wait, caramel. do you do you hate that? And Mookie's saying he loves that. 
I just think they they're they're they my teeth are so sensitive. I feel like I'm gonna like bust a cap. Like my oh, tooth's no. gonna snap in half. They're tasty. Candy. We got some rich. candy controversy. Gents, thank you so much for joining us. We're on the shout out sign outs. I know Je- I I'm wondering who that VIP was, by the way. That VIP cannot wait. That's very interesting. But uh uh <laughs> hey, anyone we're shouting out as we sign off here on Train Arc tonight, three one five. Uh I I would just oh go ahead, Mookie. I'm sorry. Check us out tonight, you know, uh, Believe in Bills podcast. Uh, then, you know, Late Night Sports as well, Power 96 point fizzle. Uh, like I said, check Buffalo Late Night every Thursday, 7 p.m. on Cover One. Uh, check out Cover One, putting out a ton of content, really, really uh, hard work. And uh, Maniac, Zach, I, I appreciate you uh, having me on. Hey, great panel. That's why I had us on. Hopefully this time next week, we'll talk about another big Bills win and potentially new players on the Bills, given what could happen on this trade deadline. But hey, it's Monday, October 30th. It's Hallow's Eve. Go have yourself a good night now.